I don't know if you ever do this, but occasionally Stephanie and I and the girls will just have a day where we do nothing else except for watch movies on Netflix. Do you ever do this? Or you go to the Red Box and you check out like four movies and all you do all day is sit in the house and watch TV. Do you ever do this? These, these don't happen often in our family, but, but they happen maybe once or twice a year. And it's good just to relax on those days. Well, a couple of years back, uh, we were having one of these days uh, where we were just enjoying each other's company in the house. And we came upon a movie called Up in the Air. And the reason we watched this movie called Up in the Air is because it starred George Clooney. Um, my wife had say in that. Um, she wanted to watch the movie with George Clooney in it. And I said, well, that's fine. And in this movie, Up in the Air, George plays a guy named Ryan Bingham. And the movie follows his travels as a corporate downsizer. Now, what does that mean? What is a corporate downsizer? Well, Ryan's job is to travel from company to company and to let people go, to fire them. That's his job, to be the, the person who stands in that place and says, you're fired for companies that don't feel like they can do it on their own or executives who don't feel like they can do that for themselves. So he flies all over the country firing people. And throughout the movie, we begin to find out what his life goal is, what the most important thing in his life is, and what is the point for Ryan Bingham? What matters most for him? Well, for Ryan Bingham, it's senior executive status in his airline. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means getting 10 million frequent flyer miles, 10 million frequent flyer miles. Everything in his life revolves around this goal. The miles are the goal. They're his life's ambition. Nothing matters to him more than reaching that goal. He won't spend a nickel. This is a quote from the movie. I won't spend a nickel unless it helps me reach my goal. 10 million miles. You know why 10 million miles matter so much? Because at 10 million miles, you get to meet the chief pilot for the airline company, and they put your name on a plane. They also give you a card. Ryan Bingham actually ends up being number seven. Although he is the youngest person to ever reach 10 million miles, he's the seventh person to do so. 10 million miles, that's great ambition, right? A religious leader once asked Jesus, of all the commandments, which is the most important? You probably know this text. You've probably heard this before. The religious leader asked, of all the things that clamor for our time and our energy and our attention, what matters most? What is the bottom line? And that's a crucial question because we are constantly bombarded with all sorts of things that want our attention and our concern, and we need to be focused on those things that matter the most. We prioritize in our life, don't we? Some of you are list makers. My wife is a list maker. She has a list of things to do during the day. Now, I'm not that organized. I do have a mental list, but she keeps an actual list of things to check off throughout the day. We put the most important things first and work our way down. But there's all sorts of things clamoring for our time, our job, our careers, our marriage, our children, our homes, our friends, our family, our church, our community, our health, and our finances. All of these things want our attention, and all of these concerns compete for our time and our money and our focus and our energy. So how do we figure out what matters most? What's primary and what's secondary, what really counts? 
That's what this religious leader is asking. Jesus, what matters most? What's the greatest priority in life? And Jesus answers him. And Jesus doesn't mention any of the things that the world deems important. He doesn't talk about sky miles. He doesn't talk about career advancement. He doesn't talk about social status. He doesn't talk about physical appearance. He doesn't talk about fame. He doesn't talk about a lot of what, a lot of what church folks talk about. He doesn't say that the most important thing is being born again or giving to the budget. He doesn't say that what matters most is going to heaven or staying out of hell. What matters most? What's most important? You can sum it up in a single word. Love. Love. Love of God and love of neighbor. You heard the very same message from Paul in 1 Corinthians, didn't you? That if he speaks in the tongue of angels but doesn't have love, it's just, it's just noise. Paul describes love. He says love is patient and love is kind, that love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And at the end of time, when everything else has ceased, when there is nothing else, three things will remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest the greatest of these is love. Why? Because love has the power to do things that strength and might and fame and popularity don't and can't do. Love breaks down barriers. Love brings people together. Love reaches, excuse me, compels us to reach out to others, to offer ourselves completely for someone else. Love will make you do crazy things, won't it? Some of you have done some crazy things in the name of love. Love will make you forget yourself on purpose. Love is incredibly powerful. We will do things for love that we would do for no other reason. But there's something peculiar about love. You can't be in love by yourself. Now, you can be in love with yourself, but that's a whole different set of issues. You can't be in love by yourself. To be in love, you have to be in relationship with something or someone. Love, at least true love, requires relationship. It requires the sharing and exchanging of life between two persons. And the incredible thing is that this is who God is. God is love and God invites us. He invites you and I into a relationship with him based not on our worthiness or our power or our strength or our value or our net worth, but simply based on love. And God asks us, each and every one of us, to receive that love, live in that love, and share the same love that he has shared with us, with the entire world. This is the command that Jesus gives his disciples in John 15. He says, my command is this, 
love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay his life down for his friends. A few verses later, he says, this is my command a second time. Love each other. So what matters most? What is your life centered around? Are you about the miles? Are you about the money? Are you about the fame? Are you about the job? Are you about the position? Or is your life centered and fixed on growing and experiencing the love of God and then sharing that same love with the world around us? Jesus says this is our greatest priority in life, to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. That's the bottom line. Jesus taught it and he lived it and he died and rose that we might be a part of sharing that love. Now I know this isn't new for you. Some of you have been around church for a long time and this is not the first time that you've heard a sermon on love. But don't be fooled by its simplicity. Jesus says that love is our greatest priority in life, and that is radically different, radically different than anything this world teaches us. The world will tell you it is about the money, and that it is about the fame, and it is about the house and the car, that it is about power and prestige. Jesus says no. No. 